Hello and welcome to another Coach Mark and Manila podcast. I am Coach Mark and Manila from ESL, BusinessEnglishExperts.com and Initial-Impact.com. All of you who follow my podcast, thank you so much for staying here and spreading the word far and wide. And if you're new to the podcast, a warm welcome to you. You'll know that I try to include a variety of topics that we discuss in our podcast together, not just about English learning, but also about other other things that we can discuss that make a difference to how we function in the world and how to get our best possible life. And of course, I am more and more these days speaking about mental health challenges, myself struggling at times with complex post-traumatic stress disorder and OCD as a coping mechanism, depression, um, suicide. We talk about all types of things to bust the stigma because I believe by discussing these things, not only are we helping you increase your English language about things that perhaps they don't teach you in the textbooks or at school. Okay, these types of vocabs and concepts are just not part of any English learning program that I'm aware of anyway. Um, and this is really what I'm trying to do here is to develop your vocab and help you be able to discuss all things and including if you are struggling yourself with mental health issues, you may find yourself, I hope not, but you may find yourself needing to reach out and get help and using English as your second language, you have to be able to express yourself so you can get the right support you need. So today I'm going to be doing a little bit more of a podcast and the reason I'm doing this is because um, I followed a gentleman um, online on Medium, Jason Wheeland, I hope I've pronounced your surname correctly my friend. Um, now. Jason um, struggles himself. He speaks about his mental health challenges. And I, I think I started following him because he also happens to be in the Philippines. Um, and his, his article about leaving the Philippines caught my eye. Um, as those of you who know my story, it's kind of a bit tricky for me at times in the Philippines. It is very difficult at times to feel I can function as well here as I could say in, uh, in the Canary Islands in Europe. Um, and it has been a huge challenge. I love the Filipino people. I really do, um, but I find some parts of the actual environment, um, as in the humidity, just the pollution, this is a problem for me and um, continues, remains to be so. And my health has taken a significant dive here um, since coming here. I'm not sure whether also it's possibly the mental health challenges that I've been put under from um, the abuse that I have endured um, and trying to uh, obviously, uh, how, how can I put this? improve my life and move beyond that situation in my life. There's been a lot that's happened to me. My story is complex. But the point I'm making today is I started to follow Jason. And you know, um, his article today that caught my eye, I really did find like, oh my goodness, okay? And I felt that I wanted to reach out to Jason and talk about his, his article actually um, in the podcast today because Jason is having a very hard time by the looks of it. I don't know Jason. I've never never met you, my friend, um, but I have messaged Jason to let him know that I will be reading his blog on the podcast. And my hope is that perhaps one or two of you or many hundreds of you who are my listeners now, so thank you for that, might come to the following Jason too. Um, his link is down below. You can read all of his articles, including this one. And his email is there too. Um, maybe if you feel that it's appropriate, reach out and tell Jason something, okay, anything. Because I bet you that some of what Jason describes here you can identify with, and I would like Jason to understand, as for all of us, that some of the things he's feeling are not just down to his mental health challenges at the moment. Um, I'm not invalidating Jason's point of view. It's a great article, 
I totally agree and identify with much of it, which we'll talk about in a second. But what I want to say to Jason is that when you say later on in the article, which we'll discuss, that you're trying so much and everything you try is failing, a lot of people here listening to this podcast know that feeling, even people without mental health issues. And successful people, entrepreneurs, know that feeling time and time again. Um, as I wrote to you in my email, my friend, Colonel Sanders, how many times did Colonel Sanders get rejected for his KFC crunchy fried chicken or whatever the devil it's now called? Um, <laughs> I call it crispy chicken ball is what I call it, but that's another conversation. Um, but yeah, you know, the thing is, how many people, how many people, okay, rejected him until he got that one restaurant? He was traveling all over the United States, knocking on diner doors, saying, I've got this fantastic recipe, I'd like you to trial it. Nobody said it would take off. They all said he was crazy. But did he give up? No. And he could have done. And if he had done, we'd have never seen KFC anywhere at all on our street corners. Some of you might argue that's not a bad thing. Um, it's not the healthiest, right? But I'm sure KFC in moderation with a healthy diet, I sound like an advertisement, right? Could be a nice little treat, okay? So... All I would say is that KFC, love it or hate it, is here to stay because of one guy's persistence that even though people were telling him it won't work, it'll never work. And I bet he felt just like Jason did, like everything he's trying wasn't working. He stuck at it long enough, see my podcast on persistence and the things they don't tell you in school, okay, that you've been lied to because it's about being persistent and keeping going consistently that matters, eventually got him to his success. Okay, so Jason, let's talk about your article. Jason's article is titled, My Mind is Falling Apart Again, The Reality of Life with a Mental Illness. Now, everybody, these are Jason's own points of view that I'm reading. I'm reading his blog, and he's aware of that. I've messaged Jason, and he's got a link to this. Jason, if you don't want this up here, I can take it down. Just message me, my friend, and it will be deleted. But I wanted to share you with a wider audience. Um, you say you don't have a load of followers. You've got 7,500, so I think, well done, young man. Um, from the point of view of, of uh, followers here, you've got a few hundred, but hopefully I can take you a bit further around the world. And we can also perhaps inspire some other people who might be feeling like you, Jason. So he's written, I have good days and bad days. Sometimes I have terrible days like today. I'm at a place in my journey through mental illness where I can usually work and get done what needs doing, but today, nothing. I've been trying will help me get my bleep, I'm going to, sorry, bleep out your expletives, my friend. We are a family show. Uh, get my bleep together. It used to be that my moods and voices in my head made my living uh, life a living hell. All I could manage was to stay in bed under the covers and hope the daylight would fade soon. The voices in my head, along with the depression and anxiety that they caused, made it so there was nothing I thought I could do to have any kind of fulfilling life. That's a big, big statement, right? So as he says, I've come a long way. That's a great expression. And well done, Jason, for coming so far. You're quite right. You have come a long way, considering what you've just described there. And I know that feeling myself. I've come a long way too, um, all the way to the Philippines, actually. But that's another conversation. The point I'm making here, coming a long way means you've made great progress, considering you've faced a lot of odds, overwhelming odds. And he says, while I hear voices, most of the time they do their own thing and let me focus on what I need to do for the day. It is almost a truce. So a truce um, T-R-U-C-E, people, is basically like a ceasefire, an agreement that in a war that, okay, we'll stop shooting at each other, okay? We will, yeah, kind of agree that we will live and let live, right? Okay? A truce would be lovely. I'd love a truce in some areas of my life, but there are some people out there who just want to keep on going 
you know, and attacking. And this is the nature of life. But today, as Jason says, the voices are so horrible that all I have managed to do is cry all morning. I understand that. Um, I'm severely depressed and cannot seem to focus on anything. Their voices are feeding me so much negative bleep that I feel lost and confused. They are close to convincing me that I will never make anything of myself and I will never succeed at the things I'm trying to do in my life and career. Oh, Jason, that is a really heavy paragraph to read, right? Okay. Now, I just want to remind you, Jason, we're reading this out loud together as part of the Coach Mark and Manila family. You are seen and heard. This is why I'm doing this. I read your article, my friend, and I identified with so much in it. And it made me upset and angry in equal measure. Angry because I feel that people with mental health issues are still greatly underserved, especially men. Um, we are not getting the support that we need. And before anybody starts to speak out and say that I'm just, you know, it's a sexist thing to say, it's not. Um, it shouldn't be a gendered issue. Just like when I speak out about abuse um, control um, in workplaces or, you know, even in personal situations. And I speak about men in this specifically and how we equally can end up, you know, suffering this. It's not just we are the perpetrators of it. Uh, women can equally abuse men or control men. There are some really toxic female bosses out there, trust me. Um, I, you know, have a personal experience of this and also, in addition, um, have clients who faced some terrible managers, right, who would, you know, put their male counterparts to shame. So what I'm trying to say here is that all genders can do this and even non-genders, non-binary, right, because I am totally LGBTQ plus I friendly here and inclusive. Um, I'm more about humanity than genders, but as I keep saying, and I will repeat here to be clear, I talk about it on a gendered basis simply until we get to the point where we feel there is equality and equal access for men and women to the same type of support, understanding, and um, yeah, society's understanding of it. Then we have to talk about which segment of the human race is not getting perhaps what they should to improve that, okay? That's why we use genders to try to signpost and label it, but I don't want it to be a them against us. There are plenty of women who are absolutely behind men's rights and men's campaigns, just like I'm behind women's rights and women's campaigns. See my podcast about particularly my female Arabic students who, you know, I think in many ways are still having a hard time getting their voices heard, even though we've seen a lot of progress. They have also come a long way. Right. So, Jason, I felt so much for you when I read this. I felt so angry that you should be feeling this situation, my friend, when you're trying so hard. And so I figured I wanted to say, I see you, I hear you and react. I didn't want to just be another read and runner. Now, if you read and run, for those of you using English as a second language, it means you read it and then you just say, OK, pronoun. And you say, what's what's for tea tonight or what's on the telly? Right. Or back to work. Or you just think, oh, poor guy. And then just right. No, that's not our job, I don't believe, as humans. Uh, we've forgotten why we're here. Um, in my honest opinion, it is my personal opinion, and you're entitled to disagree with me, but the point of being a human here is to connect with other humans. And we are here to, I believe, raise our spiritual and, and sort of soul vibration, not to be at war with each other. What is happening in the world today, the wars, the conflicts and everything, are the... <sighs> the activities and the machinations of certain people in the world, not the vast majority of the human population, okay? Um, 
There are individuals in this world who pretty much run the world who are out there trying to cause as much damage and chaos and destruction and despair. But that does not represent the vast majority of mankind or womankind or humankind or people kind, okay? Because I say this not from a totally scientific point of view, but I've worked with over 750 students in the last 18 months alone worldwide. And the majority of you, in fact, there's only been probably two, maybe three I can think of out of that entire number I've given you there, who ever appeared to be kind of toxic or particularly unpleasant or just be self-serving. The rest of you, all of you lovely human beings, I'm sure even those of you listening who I haven't met, want the best. You try to help your fellow person. You don't want to live in a world full of chaos. You would like your children to have access to the sorts of things to have good lives too. You would like access to clean water and fresh air and good food that isn't full of contamination. You would like better healthcare systems and a safe community and environment for your children to live in. You would like freedom of speech. You would like the ability to set up your businesses and not slave for a company that you absolutely despise doing the job for, but you do it because you need to pay the rent and the bills and the credit cards. The credit card companies and banks have got you hooked on at 0%, and then when they rise to 25%, because of the situations from the pandemic, and many of you have had to rely upon it to get through it because of the rising cost of inflation, and then you can't get out of debt. I'm here for those people, and the vast majority of my students I've mentioned there, you are those people, all right? So this is why I'm speaking out about this, and we'll keep speaking out for as long as I'm on planet Earth, and as long as I can keep breathing, really, okay? And it is a hard fight for me, too. So when I saw Jason's post, I really felt for you in many, many, many ways, my friend, as well as also feeling kind of sorry that you are in this situation. But you don't deserve this, Jason, because you're a good guy, as far as I can see. I don't know you personally. Maybe we'll never even ever meet or speak. I've messaged you. You know where I am. But the point is, Jason is saying, today the voices are so horrible, okay? And he feels he will never succeed at anything he's trying to do. But Jason... Look at what you said earlier. You said you've come a long way. So you know that this has happened in the past. And the good point I want to just reflect to you here, maybe other people will agree, is if Jason's done this before in the past, he can do it again. You can. I know it's exhausting, my friend. I totally get that. I myself battle on a daily basis sometimes, right? And it is. Mental health people, I just want you to be quite clear what it feels like. So as Jason says here, how would it feel to you, to have people in your mind screaming at you, telling you you're worthless, will never amount to anything, all the time, non-stop. Everything you're trying to do will end in failure because you're a loser and losers never win. Imagine that, okay? Now, I know a little bit what Jason's saying there. It's the same for me with PTSD because for me, the past is always present. And it's not a choice. People who misunderstand mental illness, maybe listening to Jason's bit there, they might say, well, you're just choosing to focus on that. I believe, because again, if you know anything about me, I'm very much into NLP and guided imagery and also quantum attraction. And I believe that can make a little bit of a difference for people with mental health issues. I myself found NLP and guided imagery pretty much saved my life at one point, seriously. So much so that I've incorporated into the coaching that I do with each and every lovely student that I meet. Um, if you work with me, you'll know how we do this. Or maybe you're not aware, but the language that I use, the things I try to coach and help you picture in your mind have made a significant impact to all of my students who have messaged me. I've got 
got so many hundreds of testimonials. I'm overwhelmed by the difference that that has made in your lives. And the reason it's made a difference is because of my pain. So what I'm trying to show you here is even if like you, Jason, you're going through pain, you can take that pain or what you've experienced to help through these times and transform it to help other people, my friend. You're not done. You're not done. And I do believe that, and I know it sounds trite. Trite means kind of like very patronizing or throwaway or flippant or just not taking this seriously. Everything Jason feels here, what you feel, my friend, is real and valid. It's your reality. And I'm also saying that maybe you've been given that because you are the person who can take this and then help other people with it. In my experience, that's what I personally did. I don't know if it will work for you because it's only my journey, but I decided to give this out to as many people as possible, which is why in the pandemic, I went out, found a platform that I could reach so many hundreds of people that I couldn't with my own academy, okay? And the people who really needed it, who couldn't afford the high level coaching and gave it 13 hours, seven days a week, and I killed myself physically um, by having to work that way. But, and even now, you know, there are people who still want to work with me, but I just cannot because right now I have just burned out completely. I'm facing my own huge mental health challenges. So the point is, is that you can take some of the things that you've gone through in your life and use them to then make a difference and to hopefully help hundreds of other people. Okay. And that's why I'm here on this podcast now, because my particular position in life has reached a point where live coaching is just very hard for me. I do have some live coaching still, but it's not frequent. And, you know, I'm trying to do quality rather than quantity now because it's important for me to look after my mental health. And I can't predict uh, predict my energy levels because of also my physical health issues um, that have hit me hard, particularly after having COVID for the fifth time. <laughs> Yay! Um, you know, you've got to take care of yourself and balance it. And yeah, it doesn't pay the bills. It won't pay the bills and time is running out. But I kind of, what I'm trying to say, I suppose, is that sometimes you've just got to let go. You've just got to let go. Um, you can't, you can't control anything. It's exhausting. So Jason, I know what it feels like. I totally know. Jason goes on to say that he destroys everything and everybody. Um, I'm paraphrasing him here. He's never been able to make anyone happy. Jason, I don't know. But I believe that, you know, you've got a wife and you must have made her happy at some point for her to marry you. So saying you've never been able to do something people with English as a second language means not possible, totally impossible. So maybe that needs to change to sometimes I'm not able to make people happy. Never is so strong. But again, when we're depressed, when we can only see things as so dark and dismal and black, that's what depression does and it's a horrible situation to be in like that's all you can see that's the lens that's the, the like the spectacles that you were looking at life through okay and i totally understand that um people always leave because i let them down and end up being a burden to them how long will it be before my wife gets tired of my bleep like everyone else and leaves me for someone who can fulfill her needs how long before i disappoint disappoint all my kids enough that they want nothing to do with me yeah it's a hard one, right, Jason? And I totally feel you, particularly there. Now, some people with mental health issues might find people leave them. Yep, I agree. Um, or you might even be the one who does the leaving because you are aware that you feel like you're being a burden to them. Um, 
I have to say that it's important you're in a supportive environment. And also, if you're looking after somebody who has mental health issues or you're in a relationship with someone who has mental health issues, you need to take care of your own mental health too. Uh, it's draining being around someone with mental health issues. Jason and I know what that's like, and that's what he's describing. And I totally feel what you're saying, Jason. It's valid, but you would worry. At the same time, Jason, I'd like to say that if you're with loving, supportive people, love as a lovely close person says to me, love love never fails. Okay? Love conquers. Um, and that's the difference. Myself, I was in a situation whereby, unfortunately, for whatever reason, I don't know why, the person that I was with for a very long time, um, who'd known me for a very long period of time, right? In fact, I've had several situations like this. Um, just basically checked out psychologically on me. doesn't mean that people have to leave you, but it's as good as, and abandoned and just leave you to just rot. And you see, when this comes from people who are supposed to care and you, you equally are meant to care about, it's probably the hardest, the hardest wound of all, really. Okay. Um, and in the end, what I was being told about my situation, and even I was trying to get help, I was left on a mental health waiting list for four years in the UK. Thank you very much, NHS UK. You let my family, my then family, no longer my family, I don't have a family anymore, um, down. Down. And you let me down. Okay. And I believe in taking responsibility for parts of it where it is due, but in this one, I took responsibility to try and improve my mental health. I reached out to the people who said they should be there, the experts to help, and they weren't there. And this is what I wanna say, people, that it's really important that you don't rely upon your governments or your healthcare providers to support you. The, the thing I've learned from the Philippines and the lovely Filipino people, the majority of Filipino people, okay, not everybody, but the majority, is that whilst there might not be a lot in this country at times. There's huge amounts of poverty, deprivation, um, huge class issue, right? The people who have and then the people who have not. Um, there's problems all over. But what they do have, right, is their sense of family. And if it's a healthy family, because that's important, a healthy, non-toxic family, family will always be there for you, no matter how hard it gets. They will not ridicule you, denigrate you, uh, ostracize you as I had as I had. That is the sickest and hardest and most hurtful thing you can do to anyone with a mental health issue, particularly if these people have also helped add to it. Um, that behaviour in my case just made my complex post-traumatic stress disorder even worse, the OCD out of control. Then I'm being told that I am just a waste of space, that they don't want, and I got a whole list of everything that this person wanted from me. <laughs> yeah, if you had somebody with a broken leg and you said, I want you to get up and run, I want you to come hiking with me, I want you to be able to go swimming, right? You would say that person was sick or psychotic or so heartless, right? So why is it okay to do that with someone with a mental health issue? It's not. It's not acceptable. It's abusive. And that's what the situation was I was in. Um, I also got told from another close family member, member that I should probably go and live in a field because of my OCD and so many triggers in the house. So you see these types of toxic and very abusive responses, and they are, it's just like people shrugging their shoulders and saying, well, I'm all right. So, you know, I, I just go live in a field if I'm flippant. 
it totally disregards the psychological pain people are in. If you said that to somebody again with a physical health condition, again, most of society would say, you heartless, cruel so-and-so, right? Fancy telling them, well, just go away, crawl away and die. You sick human, right? Okay, but there are people like that out there. And sadly, if you've been brought up as I was in a, a family full of, I mean, apart from my lovely father, who I miss greatly, okay? My dad, David, yeah, you're with me so often, particularly at the moment. Um, many rainbows in the sky. My dad is a rainbow in the sky because when he died um, and it was a sudden death, I was in such shock. I just went outside. I just walked around my neighborhood because I couldn't process what I'd just been told by my mum on the phone. That um, he was just gone. And it had been raining and there was a huge, huge double rainbow. So, of course, every time I see a rainbow, it's like my dad's clothes. And the rainbows at the moment I've been seeing around here are massive because I think of probably I'm more tuned into it as well because of what's going on in my life. Um, but anyway, apart from my father who, you know, he did his best. He wasn't perfect, but none of us are. But he was probably the only guy really actually in my life um, who actually saw me. And I think it's important that we have somebody like that in our life. Um, so I hope that you have that, Jason, with your partner or somebody in your life and if not then i suppose i read your article and i wanted to let you know hey i see you i hear you and i totally get some of the stuff you're talking about now jason then goes on and says for years i've been trying to build something within the constraints of my illness that will allow me to support my family how they should be taken care of but i haven't managed to even make enough to replace my social security disability it's good you can get that i think my friend um Many people can't if they're outside of their country. If it wasn't for that, we would starve because everything I try ends in failure. I understand. I understand. Everything I try doesn't work, he says. And like dominoes, all my carefully laid plans fall and I'm left with nothing to show for it. I've been working my fingers to the bone, ignoring my family, not taking care of myself. and pushing myself so far beyond the brink, I almost feel like sometimes I will never come back. Project after project fails, yet I somehow keep starting businesses and feel hope that this time I'll finally succeed. I'm done. Now, I get that feeling. It's valid to feel that way. And this is what I wanted to say, Jason. I'm sure many of my listeners who don't have mental health challenges also can say, yeah, I feel like that too. I feel I'm trying. I'm going after interview after interview or whatever it is you're trying to achieve here and you feel like nothing's working. So, Jason, it's not always just about the mental health issues, although they are valid and they are there and they make it even harder, my friend. I personally understand that. Okay. The good thing is, though, is that you're saying you somehow keep starting until this time you will finally succeed. Just like Colonel Sanders earlier, that's what he did. Keep trying new things. Think about, though, why it failed. Remember this, people. Don't just keep blindly starting projects after projects. So, Jason, this might help you. Analyze why did that business idea fail? Was it that there wasn't enough market demand? Did I not give it enough time? Maybe you, you started it and then got bored of it. If you've got ADHD, it's very hard to stay focused. Listen to my ADHD podcast. Maybe if you could just find someone to help keep doing that project and then you go on to the next one, some of these projects would start to bring you money. Okay. Um, then I'm going to speed up a little bit here because I don't want to make this too long. Jason says he managed to get some sleep and he felt much better. Okay. And that's the point. He felt better. Sleep is really important. We've got mental health issues, but I know, Jason, they don't pay the bill. And this is always the dilemma we have. How do we take care of our mental health when we need more things like sleep, rest? We can't work at the same rate. 
find something that's flexible around your day if you can. So finding um, full-time engaged employment is hard because many employees don't understand. Some employees, for example, would not understand my need to go up and scrub every two minutes if I came into something that triggered my PTSD. So this is why I've had to recreate, particularly after what happened to me. I got literally removed from my own joint company. Um, just awful what's happened to me um, and the way I've been abused um, because of my mental health issues and asking to obviously just be out of the current situation, then a full-scale attack was waged on me in the last three years and still continues to this day, okay, which is an absolute injustice, but that's another story. The point I'm trying to make here is, Jason, you're not alone, right? Everything in your life may feel like it's going wrong, but look at where it's gone right to. You've managed to set up so many different businesses. You keep trying. That's good. You know that you've come a long way. That's brilliant. Okay, which just highlights not how much of a loser and failure you are, but actually how much of a survivor and how strong you are. I'd like to reframe what you're feeling right now. Okay, writing about it, I get you're saying only makes it worse. Maybe it does. Yes, I know. Speaking about it, when people say to me, speak about it to people, I don't want to talk. Not to a person. But maybe like you, writing about it is getting it out of your system. And like me, talking about it, you're trying to let other people know what's going on here. And maybe you're affecting lots of people, like you affected me with your writing. Your words are not pointless. Your efforts are not wasted, Jason. Okay. I know you need to make money from this and I've messaged you about what you can do here on this. It's up to you, my friend. But I want you to know you're not alone, okay? At the moment, Jason is feeling pretty bad, people. So if anybody would like to drop Jason some supportive words, his details are all down below in the show notes. If you are feeling like Jason, okay, then remember, remember, don't give up. I myself am also there. It's really important that we keep trying. If we can't try for ourselves, try for each other today, okay? Keep going. Take a break if you need to. Sleep lots if you need to, but never give up. Take care, everybody. Stay safe. I'll see you soon. Sorry to jump in at the end of your podcast, but I wanted to say a big thank you for listening. And if you love the podcast and would like to help me keep them free, do consider sponsoring me. You can subscribe for as little as 99 cents a month to sponsor a segment. Or if you want to do something as a one-off, you can click the link again in the show notes and buy me a coffee. It's a great way to help me spread this word as far and wide as possible to people like yourself who perhaps can't afford to get high-level English coaching but need to access this information all the same. I really appreciate your help and a big thank you for doing so. Also, if you are somebody looking to get into coaching, Maybe you're an English coach or perhaps you are another professional. Maybe you're a life coach or you might be a mental health counsellor. Basically, anybody who is in a caring or supportive profession or maybe you, you coach people in different academic subjects, I'd like to feature your podcast on my show and give you a chance to reach my audience. Yes, totally free of charge. All you have to do is follow the links down below in the show notes to find out how you can connect with me and send me your files. I will upload them to the show and you can basically reach my audience and build your own business. There are no catches at all. I'm simply here to offer my platform to help as many other professionals in a related field as myself to reach as many students as we can. And together, I believe we can do a lot better. Thank you for listening again. See you soon.